Well, good evening, church. It is a, a joy and a privilege to be here with you this evening. Uh, for those of you that don't know me, my name is David Martin, and I'm the pastor of the International Baptist Church in Cologne, Germany. And uh, for those of you that do know me, it is uh, so exciting to be here with you and uh, just to see what God is doing in this church, how he is using uh, his people, his children, to build each other up in love and to reach uh, this community. And uh, I have heard many great reports about uh, the great and wonderful things God is doing here. As way of introduction, uh, I'm gonna, we have a, just a short video, just kind of an introduction to our ministry. Many of you have, have seen this, but for those of you that have not, we'll kind of get you an uh, insight into a little bit what we're about. Also, this uh, is part of my time tonight, I'm watching this clock here, that uh, I'm also going to introduce you to a, a couple of, uh, or the two men that, I, that came with me on this trip, two of uh, the leaders in our church, Johnny and Zach, they can introduce themselves. Uh, but before we, or before I show the video, I just want to say that the primary thing I want to share with you tonight, uh, other than just sharing a report and what God is doing although I heard you heard a report from uh, my dad when he came, is I want to talk about three very important things, and that is in what I believe, what not only we're about at IBC Cologne, but what I believe every church needs to be about uh, in terms of how do you live the life of Christ, how do you live out being the body of Christ. And uh, you guys writing this down? Okay. So the three things are intentional community, personal holiness, and deliberate outreach. Intentional community, intentional community, personal holiness, and deliberate outreach. And so before we continue, we'll share the video and then we'll uh, share a little bit more about what the Lord has laid on my heart for us uh, this evening. A little bit about our, our church, uh, where we're at. Again, uh, Cologne is a city of uh, just a little over a million people, but you need to understand the region that we are in, the Nordrhein-Westfalen, is uh, 18 million people. So it's one city in the center of millions of people. And uh, we are a church of about 200 people now of about between 53 and 55 nations uh, represented in our church. Primary language is English, although we do have a, a, a couple life groups that speak German because we're, second, we're reaching second generation now, whose primary language is not English, although their parents' language is English, their language is German. And um, I'm very happy and excited that the Lord made it possible for Johnny and Zach to come with me. These are two disciple makers and servants in our church, and uh, I would like to for them to share what God has laid on their heart. They're just going to share for a few minutes uh, because I think it's important to give context to what the Lord is doing. Uh, the God has blessed greatly in our church since I and my wife arrived in 2013. And I don't say that God has blessed greatly because we have arrived, although because it was an, an amazing thing that within two years, give or take, all of the major disciplers in our church, the people who serve and teach all arrived in the city within a year and a half, two years of each other. 
This is an amazing testimony of the sovereign power of God when he decides to move in a community. He brings in people of like minds and like hearts from all over the world. And so it's my joy for uh, Johnny and Nick, my brothers in Christ, to come and share briefly um, what God has laid on, the, on their heart and how God has used them and worked through them uh, to do the work of the ministry. Good afternoon, or good evening. <laughs> Still not in the right time zone. Um, well, uh, hi, my name's Johnny. As um, David said, I'm living in Cologne, although I'm not naturally fr normally from Cologne. I come from Northern Ireland, and I've been there about five years. And um, really, where my area of ministry, or I think God has led us into, is the small group. I lead one of the small groups in Cologne. And I would tonight like to just sort of present my small group and what's happening. Before, but before then, maybe I could just tell you very briefly of how God has drawn me into this. Um, since, yeah, I guess as a, as a young Christian, I thought, well, church was, church was where you go. This is what you do. And I was, uh, I've always felt strongly that God's call of obedience on my life and um, really his ownership, his claim on my life. And so uh, as he called me, I think, into just participation normally on a Sunday, that changed as a student because I was invited into like a home Bible study group. And I thought, well, more friends maybe if I go to more events. <laughs> but that, um, that really then changed as I go through different, uh, different events in my life. And I moved to Cologne, actually helped me see that really I'm not just there for um, participation and getting from church as it were, but also to pour in and I, uh, I learned actually that, yeah, to, to come to Bible studies, to go to church, seeing that actually I'm a part here of, of a larger movement. And I want to see my brothers and sisters really living the life that, that God had for them. And um, I guess about this time, we, we had been attending, my wife and I had been, had been attending a life group. And um, that life group had kind of uh, birthed. Interesting metaphor. Birthed another life group, it multiplied, and, and from then again that it multiplied. And there was about four life groups within a short period of time in Cologne. Um, things grew quite quickly at the beginning. And through a series of events, nothing that we chose, we ended up hosting and leading one of the life groups. And through, um, through discipleship from David, one-on-one, -on -one, and basically good teaching, I, I learned to see that actually... Yes, it's good to be part of it. Yes, it's good to come and pour into other people. But what's the end? What's the point in being a group of people with all the answers or a group of mature people? And I really started to see that actually we as a church, we as a small life group, as a microcosm of that church, it should be actually about being a, being a mature people, knowing God's word for the purpose of actually telling other people and reaching out and that, that God would... would would change other people's lives and that more and more people would see the worth of Jesus and, and, and worship him. And uh, ultimately, as, as, uh, as the video said, that we're here for the glory of God. And there's no, there's no point in, in any of it if it's not really for that end. And uh, so our life group is uh, basic, basically, we, we have three parts, I think. There's the Bible study. We go just bit by bit through one of the books. Uh, we're going through John at the moment. We pick up one week where we left off the previous week. And um, so there's the Bible study, there's prayer, and there's a fellowship. You see, just holding each other accountable, asking each other really what's important. Are we living, you know, are we really living like Jesus is more important than my career or my, my time or whatnot? So, um, so yeah, that's, that's where, where God brought me. 
If I can maybe, we have a vi we little, I took a picture of our life group before I, before I left. We all look really well behaved there, but uh, <laughs> it's a room full of characters, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> we have, I don't know how many nations are represented in our life group. We have our Indian engineers. We have, yeah, I see a Moldovan and Texan couple. There's a mix. Um, we have some high-flying marketing leaders from Ford there in the room and also at the same time students. We have our hardcore Methodist evangelist, and that's not the guy with the suit and tie, that's the small Filipino lady, if you can see her. Uh, <laughs> we have our jokers, we have our, uh, our serious guys, we have our Chinese-speaking Jamaican. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it, I mean, this is what it's about. It's not about the numbers. We have about eight, eight groups throughout Cologne that meet each week, but it's really not about the numbers. It's really about just those relationships. And each time, as a group grows and we decide, you know what, we need to split, we need to you know, create two groups, it does, it does kind of tear a little bit of your heart. But really, at the end of the day, we're not there just for our comfort. We're there to reach Cologne. And we see that this life group strategy or this, this, this way of doing things really is a good way of spreading out across the entire city and um, drawing in our neighbors and our work colleagues and everything. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really it. I, I guess I wanted to say this, so I wanted you to pray for us. We, uh, you might, because you get the bigger picture whenever David and uh, Pastor Paul uh, gives you updates, but really it comes down to the day-to-day, -day, the week-to-week, -week, and we want to be faithful just with the influence that God has given us in one another's lives. We want to just keep going and want me to be faithful and pray for one another. And if you can pray for us and support us, because really there's nothing special about me or any one of us. We're just, yeah, we're just trying to be obedient with what God given us. So you can pray for the work and uh, thank you for your prayers and your ministry to us. Hi, uh, I'm Zach Carlins and I'm from Belgium. Um, first of all, I want to, yeah, we, we know, you know, David, this is his home, you know, well, this is his home. And um, I must say that um, coming here, it felt like also coming home, the way you guys received us and blessed us. And also, we know that you guys are praying for us, and, and we really experienced that because you were so interested in what we are doing and excited about the work over there. And, um, yeah, it feels really like homecoming. But, um, yeah, as I said, I'm from Belgium. Um, yeah, uh, I was a youth pastor in my local church in Brussels for about eight years, maybe ten. And um, yeah, I got to know the IBC Cologne Church through friends, you know. Um, I got, I went to one of the sermons, you know. And what what really touched me was the way the gospel be, was presented so clearly. It was, you must, you must know I come from Belgium, you have about 0.01% Christians there. So it is, I don't even want to give the picture how that looks like, but it is crazy. And, and when I heard the gospel being presented in such a way, which, which in few churches is still kind of, you know, um, they do, but it is always kind of this but, because, yeah, it's kind of scared or to be completely honest because of what other people would say or think. I'm not saying there, no, there are no faithful churches, there are, and I see amazing things happening there too. But... When I was there, it really touched me, and I started praying, God, you know, do you want me to go there? Um, be part of what's happening there? And, and um, through a series of events, God says, yeah, go. Um, 
closed, closed doors, open doors. So I uh, quit my job and moved to Cologne. <laughs> it's, uh, it's what it basically is. And, and, and God sh has shown his faithfulness there uh, as well because he provided me for a job over there in a very miraculous way. If you want to know the story over a cup of coffee, I would like to share that with you. Um, so what did I do? Uh, I moved to Cologne and I, uh, I became part of the youth pastors there. Uh, the, the thing was, there was no youth first, you know, <laughs> so we started praying for youth. Um, that was before I came, actually, already. Um, I was there on and off, but um, so what we did is um, there was one guy that would, that would come to church with his mom, you know, probably forced, and <laughs> we were hunting him down. Let's meet, let's meet, let's do something, you know, until this guy said yes, and, and, and the first time they met, uh, it was with Nick, uh, uh, one of our youth pastors, great guy. And the first time there were immediately six people there, six boys and girls from the city of Cologne, only boys, never heard about Christ. They heard about Jesus, but not about who Christ really is, you know. And um, we noticed they had such a hunger. Um, they, 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 they had so many questions about God. They were really already thinking about God. So for us, we just had to like, okay, you have this question. We opened the Bibles. Okay, here. So that's what we did. We presented scriptural uh, answers. And that changed them. We started to do a series from uh, Genesis to Malachi. And our goal was to show the presence of Christ in the Old Testament. You know, because we wanted to know, let them know who is Jesus, who is the, where he comes from. You know, how is he presented in the Old Testament? That was the basis for us. And... I can tell you, literally, the word changed them. The word of God, Christ, changed them through speaking to their hearts. And how can you see that? Um, they start bringing their friends uh, one by one, and they started growing like crazy. We were blown away and so encouraged. Um, and what happened is, yeah, they started to change. People got, guys and girls got baptized. Uh, um, wanted to know more, bringing their, their friends and just going out, challenging their teachers at school, which is a really hard thing to do in Cologne because it's very anti. I mean, Cologne, Europe, basically. Um, even, uh, this, even challenging their parents, you know, some of them, they think they believe, some who don't believe, just, but what are you doing? You know, is this what the word is? You know, and, and you're not living it. And that really touched me because, because, Try to do that, you know, your own parents. Um, so, um, what also uh, was very special is we were not just a youth group, you know. We, we, we shared life, you know. They come, we eat together, uh, we have fun, we, we, we open the word, we hang out, and, and, and just also really invested in their lives. And, and we, we had also a, a like mentoring program. I don't like to call it program. We just wanted to meet them one by one during the week and say, hey, how's it going? What's going on? Um, what have you been reading? Accountability. So how are you really doing? You know? And this kind of attention was so new to them. It blew them away. And, and, and that's part of the growth as well. Um, what else can I say is, yeah, this picture. Uh, we, we have a multicultural uh, group is you see a lot of colors present there, you know. <laughs> uh, this was actually uh, during the baptism. It was a baptism of four of our guys um, outside, and you see guys from South Africa, um, 
you see Africa is represented. Um, we have Japan, Iran, Australia, uh, Germany, um, yeah, and many more nations there. So um, I want to thank you for all your prayers. And as Johnny said, please keep praying for us because uh, our youth group is called Awake. And, and it comes from Ephesians 5:14. It says, Awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead and let Christ's light shine on you. And I really believe there are so many young boys and girls who are deaf and need to be awoken by Christ so that a light will shine on them. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 2, with the few minutes I have left, I just want to encourage, encourage you from God's word. And the first thing I'd like to just say before we read the text is, that didn't sound that different, did it? It didn't sound so unfamiliar as I went around after or between the three services today listening to all the ministries that you people are doing and what you're involved in living in each other's lives. It, it really is a, a familiarity to it, isn't there? And it's so familiar, and I believe that the reason why it's so familiar is because I think the three things that I mentioned or what we see a faithful church living out in its own context all the way back to the first century church. And just looking at the last few verses of chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, we read those, and what we're going to see and what I would like to at least point out to you not only in this text, I'm looking at this text tonight, but what you would find throughout all of the Acts of the Apostles and, and also throughout all of the letters of the New Testament is this common thread of intentional community, personal holiness, and deliberate outreach. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And they devoted themselves to the Apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. Our Heavenly Father, with these few minutes now, as I share the things that you have laid upon my heart, I just pray that you would be exalted and glorified, and may your word speak the truth to our hearts, and may it be applied in power through the Holy Spirit that we truly would live out that which you have planted in us and that which you have called us to. Amen. In every church, if you would open up their website or the bulletin they give you, they would give you a, a mission statement. LVC has a, a mission statement. We have a mission statement. That mission statement is the core. Or to maybe put it more simply, the reason why the mission statement's there is to sum up the why your church exists. Why your church exists. So if you were to go to our website, you would see we, the International Baptist Church of Cologne seeks to glorify God 
That's the first thing it says. And then it says, we seek to glorify God, reaching the nations for Jesus Christ, one disciple at a time. We seek to glorify God, reaching the nations for Jesus Christ, one disciple at a time. And in there, you would hear all of the elements that we feel are necessary, but the mission itself doesn't really, it doesn't end there. After that becomes the how. How are you living out this mission? And the three things that I see the how is exactly what I've already stated tonight, and that is intentional community, personal holiness, and deliberate outreach. But how that's worked out, or more, what are the details and how that's worked out, are going to be different from church to church, from culture to culture. But the result, the end, is still the same, as Johnny very well, uh, clearly put, and that is, we seek to glorify God. And how that works out is going to look different, so your community is going to look different. Your pursuit of holiness, although uh, the source we have is the same, the context is going to make that look a little bit different. And the deliberate outreach, how you're reaching out, although there's a lot of similarities in that you are speaking the truth and love and sharing uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the details of how that works in your culture and the language you use and the the mannerisms and the way you engage uh, with people is going to look different. And so we know, we know that all of life is about worship. We know all of life is about worship and glorifying God. But so many times we focus on the, the community part. We just think about what happens on Sunday. We just think about what happens at life group or at, your, at CM or at youth group. That's your, that's your in community time. And although that is a really important part of it, your worship engages much more than just that time in community. And so really the idea of these three things is is a response not only to the mission, but it's actually a response to what Jesus said when he said, what is the, 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 the rich man answered, what's the greatest commandment? He said, to love your Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And how you live that out is where your mission is born and how the vision that's created from that to go and, and to pour into one another, to, to, to pursue holiness and to reach the lost is expressed specifically in that way. And, and so the, in these three things, just in closing, as we look at this text tonight, we see that we don't look at Acts as a, a prescription for what every church is going to experience. You're not going to experience apostles in your church. You're not going to experience miracles through those apostles. It's not saying because they were selling all their goods and living in this uh, community type of fellowship that we too have to sell our possessions and and live in this kind of community. There, There are details, the what, to their vision, to their mission was lived out differently because of a context, because of a a place in time and history, because of a culture. And so I don't I don't want to say tonight that because they they experience these things, if you're if you're a healthy church, you're gonna experience these things exactly this way. But we do see the three things. We see this gathering together. 
this intentional community. It says they were getting house to house. They were gathering together. And until they were kicked out of the synagogue, they were gathering in the synagogue. There was this desire and, and intentionality. And let's get together. Let's learn the word. Let's love one another. Let's experience the love from God through each other. Intentional community. And even as Paul and Barnabas were sent out on the first missionary journey, as they went from city to city and they gathered people together, the how that was worked out looked very different every time. They didn't experience miracles from the hands of the apostles in every city. They didn't experience this communal living in every city. But there was this intentional community that we are going to experience the love of God through one another, through the teaching of his word. And so what Paul passed down to Timothy and what he told Timothy to pursue and what he taught him to teach was not to pursue uh, these signs and wonders. It was to pursue holiness, to keep, as, as it says in 1 Timothy 4, to keep your, 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 keep your eye on your life and keep your eye on your teaching. Pursue godliness. And it's in the context of the one another. Intentional community. And so in our church, how that tangibly is worked out is we have life groups, Bible studies, home groups, when I first arrived uh, almost five years ago, it was my, my hope that we would see a one life group within 20 minutes of anybody in the city, that they could experience community, that close, intentional community, that they didn't have to travel across the, the city, and, and many people travel a long way to come to our church, and we're still, God is still working to plant more churches, he's working to, or plant more life groups so that people can experience intentional community. So they don't just come in on Sunday, experience a sermon and a few songs, and then slip out to leave God and that relationship and that community in the doorway so they can live this compartmental lifestyle throughout the week. Intentional community. We have fellowship in our life groups. We have Bible study. We have prayer. We serve one another. We worship God. Yes, we have community when we gather together on Sunday. That's a big part of our week, gathering together corporately. And together we experience corporate prayer and praise. We experience the preaching of God's word, fellowship. And even our Sunday school ministry, as it has grown over the years, my wife Kristen now has just finished writing the curriculum uh, from the Old Testament. As we were researching uh, information and researching Sunday school material, we were finding all the good Sunday school material was geared towards American children. And so the illustrations and the context was very hard to explain to, to an international group of children. And, so, and also we were convicted that many of those uh, Sunday school material that we were finding didn't give them the whole Bible, just big pictures. And so as we began to write it, we realized this is going to take a lot longer, but um, as we've finished now, or as Christian has finished with the Old Testament, uh, we've calculated that a child will go through our program in seven years, from um, the, the age of th three or four through when they finish in seventh grade, I think, or sixth grade. And in that time, they will have been taught the entire Bible. And so, and in the same way, in the ladies' uh, prayer group, 
It is, as Kristen has been writing lessons in the Old Testament for this group to study through, it is her goal to connect what is happening in the Sunday school, what is happening in this women's group, is that she is training up the ladies to see that your children are to be discipled in the Word of God, and that it's the responsibility of the families, not the Sunday school workers, to train up their children in the way they should go. And so even that time on Sunday is about corporate uh, intentional community with a purpose to, to disciple children, to raise them up, that we preach the word in our Sunday service and in its opportunity to serve one another in the body. Find the last two, personal holiness and deliberate outreach. And I'll just say a couple things because they do speak for themselves. And that is personal holiness, the pursuit of God is wrapped up in, in many different ways, but at the center of it is the learning to know God through his word. In German, we have two words for know. Wissen und kennen. So I'm not speaking about wissen as in knowledge, but kennen, ich kenne Gott. I know God. I'm in a relationship with God, and his word gives me this, and this is expressed in three ways that I see. The pursuit of holiness is expressed in discipleship, being taught the word of God, and I don't mean on Sunday or in a life group, but in a smaller, intimate setting with the Bibles open, being taught the word of God to another believer with the intention of building them up in the faith so that they can be obedient in the ministry. Accountability holding each other accountable to God's word, confessing our sins to one another, challenging each other, iron sharpening iron, and finally, personal devotion. That you don't wait for the pastor to tell you what the God says. You have the privilege to know the God of the universe through the word he has given us and the Holy Spirit, as Paul said, who's been poured out into you, you can know him. Personal devotion. Discipleship, accountability, and personal devotion. And finally, deliberate outreach. Our church has grown by God's grace. When I arrived, we were 40, 50 people. I don't know. It wasn't much. It was a good size for the city of Cologne. And now on Sunday, we have up to and sometimes over 200 people from as many as 55 nations meeting to worship God. And it's not done simply by the preaching of the word of God, although I think that is central, it's because we have people who are hearing the word of God are sharing the word of God. In the time that I've been in Cologne, we have seen 31 people baptized. So that's in about four years. We didn't baptize the first three until after my first year in Cologne. Oh, that's not true around the first year. So 31 people. Of those 31 people, 14 have been in 2017. So half of that number is just in this year alone. And the only reason that that half is coming and that has been baptized and more people are coming and being saved is because individuals take it upon themselves to love their neighbor, their, their colleague, their classmate, their brother, their sister, and to love them with the gospel. And I tell you, these three things work together. They feed off one another. If we are gathering together, intentionally gathering to, wor to, to worship God, if we, if we are 
devoted and we are pursuing holiness together through the accountability, through discipleship, through personal devotion. I tell you, the result is you can't help but pour out the love of God to others. You want to see them saved. Evangelism, this is personal and corporate evangelism. And finally, I would like to say that deliberate outreach results in any healthy church with churches planting churches. I have no desire, it is not put in my heart, to see IBC Cologne grow to this mega church of a thousand. What I would rather see in the community, in the NRVA, in Cologne, is 10 churches of a thousand, or 20, uh, ten, sure, great, 10 churches of a hundred, or 20 churches of a hundred. And it starts by a church saying, it's not just about us, but it's about pursuing, coming together, pursuing holiness, reaching out so that we can send out and rinse and repeat in another community. And so the last picture that we have here is by God's grace, we're seeing that happen. And that is in the city of Bonn, which is about a 35-minute drive away. And um, we have 15 people meeting weekly for prayer, intentionally meeting to pray about how God would establish a church in a city that needs to hear the gospel. Even between these two cities, between Bonn and Cologne, that's a 35-minute drive between them, those little towns between there represent somewhere around 350,000 people and one church of 20 that believes the Bible is the, 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 the authority of faith and practice. And God is working. And this, this group, these wonderful people from all over the world have come to this city of Bonn. They've lived there. They're from, or they're students who have moved there. And they want to see a gospel preaching community built upon intentional community, personal holiness, and deliberate outreach established for the glory of God. You as an individual pursue this. If you as every single one of you pursue these three, these three things, you will have an entire church pursuing this and you will see LVC plant churches in more places. This, this church plant and, and the blessing of seeing our church grow is a direct result of your faithfulness to pray, to support, and to believe that God has called this church to be about making disciples and planting churches and planting churches that continue to make disciples. And to God be the glory. So I'm thankful for, thankful for this church. I, I love this church. My children miss you all very much. My wife misses you. I, I do have a picture of my kids that I brought. We took them to uh, the tri-border, I can't, I can't remember what it's called. Dreiländer, the Dreiländer Grenze or something. And uh, do we have that picture? I think we do. But, uh, and I, said, I took a picture. They are now, Emma's now 11. Maggie is, no, she's almost 11. You guys know how old she is. Uh, Maggie's nine. There they are. It's hard to see. Theodore is now seven. The one picking his nose there is Jesse. Kind of sums him up. And uh, the last one there's Daniel, who's two and a half. And... Uh, they are, they are a huge blessing, and they are, they are strong children. God has blessed us and answered prayer. They're doing well in school. They are um, fluent in German. They don't even like to speak German with me because my accent is embarrassing to them. 
I tried speaking with Emma and her friend, and she was like, no, mm, don't do that. So that's okay. I'm learning humility too. And then my wife and I, I have a, a Kristen-approved picture that I can share with you. Um, she went through my phone and said, here's a list. Um, that is not our apartment building. That is a wedding we were at in Moldova. So, um, yeah, I had the privilege of doing two weddings this year, one in Moldova and one in, uh, where, where were we? In Florence. Thank you. Zach was there too. And so... Um, I could not do this ministry, I, I could not be a part of discipleship making if it wasn't for a Holy Spirit-filled, a driven and strong wife. And so I thank you for all of those who, who pray for us and pray for Kristen, and uh, she makes our home a place of ministry, and she herself is a teacher of the word and a counselor, and at the same time, she also um, raises our children and raises me, uh, so... And I'm thankful for that. And, and so in closing, I'd like to close in prayer, but just say to God be the glory and may we all continue together to pursue, to pursue to love one another, to pursue, to, 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 to come together, to live out the one another's that we see all over the New Testament, to pursue holiness in our lives together and together and individually deliberately seek out to save the lost. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for your word and we thank you for all that you're doing. This is a testimony of your grace and uh, Lord, I know and there are a lot of people who know me very well here that it is not me, it is not my ability or my personal gifts. It is only through the grace of God and your generous offer to send Kristen and I on mission to Cologne and to gather together with like-minded believers who love Jesus and to build a family of God there that to you be the glory. And I pray that we would all together continue to be excited about what you can do, what you can accomplish, and that we would not sit on the sidelines but engage in the work of the ministry. Amen.